around God's Word today. Uh, we are going to continue in 1 Samuel chapter 18. I'm going to go to the part of chapter 18 that most of you will not remember um, from your Sunday school. You know, typically we end with David and Goliath and we kind of stop there. And um, so here we are today, um, 1 Samuel chapter 18. Um, I'm going to pick it up in 17. Saul said to David, here's my older daughter, Merib. I will give her to you in marriage. Only serve me bravely and fight the battles of the Lord. So David had been promised because he killed Goliath, Saul's oldest daughter. And it's going to kind of make it look like that that's going to take place. Uh, If you continue reading, for Saul said to himself, I will not let it. I will not raise a hand against him. Let the Philistines do that. And so here's here's a plot in the in the in the scriptures where Saul really wants David out of the picture. He wants David to die. He wants David gone. And so he makes this comment about fighting bravely for the Lord, the battles that are in front of us. The Lord's not part of Saul's thinking at this point, I don't believe. Uh, What he really wants to do is get rid of David because the Lord is with David. And so his kingdom is in jeopardy. And so uh, you're going to see a journey to really make that happen. And so in verse 18, but David said to Saul, who am I? Uh, What is my family and my father's clan in Israel that I should become the king's son-in-law? So it shows a little bit of humility there. So when the time came for Merib, Saul's daughter to be given to David, she was given to in marriage to Israel. So now you have... David not getting this woman, um, I think all part of Paul's plan. And in verse 20, you pick it up. Now Saul's daughter, Michael, was in love with David. And when they told Saul about it, it was he was pleased. And so, but he wasn't pleased that David's going to be a son-in-law. He was pleased he's going to have another opportunity to kill this guy. He's going to have another opportunity to make sure that His kingdom is held in check, even though he sinned and he's walked outside of the truth of of God's word. He's working everything he can to make sure that this does not take place. I'm not sure how much David can read into all this. I know that, you know, the spear has been thrown in him. Is David frustrated because the oldest daughter doesn't, uh, is not given to him? Um. We see David come back to Saul and, and with this second daughter, Michael, and I will give her to him, he thought, so that he may be a snare to him and so that the hand of the Philistines may be against him. So Saul said to David, you know, I have a second opportunity to become my son-in-law. Saul then ordered um, his, atten- his orderlies or his attendants, speak to David privately and say to him, look, the king is pleased with you and his attendants all like you now become the king's son-in-law, which is absolute lie. I mean, man, you cannot write this. This needs to be a movie from for Hollywood. But there also should be something going on in the back of David's mind saying, man, when you're not doing what God wants you to do, when you walk outside of God's power, you can you can really do some strange things which if you continue on in our journey, if we keep going through 1 Samuel, you're going to find out that David's going to do some of the very same things. Uh, verse 23, then he repeated these words to David, but David said, do you think it's still no small matter that, the, that become the king's son-in-law? I am only poor 
and little known. When Saul's servants told him that, David said, Saul replied, so say to David, the king wants you to price for your bride, a hundred Philistines foreskins to take revenge of the enemy. So Saul's plan was to have David fall at the hand of the Philistines. All right, so if you want to be my son-in-law, go kill a hundred of them. Go kill a hundred Philistines, bring their foreskin to me. And uh, then there's a possibility for you to be my daughter, marry my daughter. I mean, wonder why in David's mind he's thinking, you know what? I don't, do I really want to take another person's life just to marry the king's daughter? What's very interesting is not only did David kill a hundred and his men, they killed 200. So is it really like David is saying in his heart, you know what, God, I got this. You're with me. And this is no big deal. I'm going to go do what I want to go do. So instead of killing 100, I'm going to kill 200. And, and so I guess for this uh, podcast, my word is, wow. I mean, I'm just, I'm just flabbergasted at the choices that are being made. And we're, we're having an opportunity to read it. And I guess the other thing that's fi- you know, flashing in my mind as we, as we read this is, man, sin is a slow fade here. And so if you keep on reading, David's going to kill 200. Uh, go down to 28 when Saul realized that the Lord was with David. Again, the same phrasing as the beginning of 18. And that Michael, that his daughter Michael loved him. Saul became more afraid of him and and his enemies, uh, he remained enemies the rest of his days. The Philistines' commanders continued to go out to battle and as often as they did, David met with more success than the rest of the uh, the Saul's officers and his name became well known. So you, you have this other Saul's officers don't have the success that David has. So what do we pull out of this? There's a lot of brokenness in 1 Samuel chapter 18. There's a lot of opportunity for David to say, God, please help. I don't want to walk down this road. I don't want to be in this stuff. God, you are with me, but there's deception. There's brokenness. As a leader, I don't want to be part of that. There's, you know, success for David, but will he humble himself before the Lord and and walk in truth? And so I don't know where you are today. And and I know there's a lot of brokenness around us, but I think truth is being spoken clearly too through God's word. And will we turn and walk in that and humble ourselves to that and towards that and and not be arrogant in our discussion, say, well, the Lord's with me, so I'm just gonna make sure everybody sees this or I'm really gonna validate myself to Saul. I'm really gonna validate myself to the community or to my neighbors or to my friends or to the church or to your family. So today's a kind of a somber day as you think about God's word and and so be careful. Sin, you have no idea where sin start, where, where the depths of your sin is going to take you or could take you. And so um, just praying for you as I you know kind of wrap this up. But Friday's just around the corner. You're praying that God would help you to to walk in wisdom and truth. So, Father, thank you for your word in front of us today. And even though it's not real fun and exciting, there's there's truth there. And, and so um, help us not to walk in our brokenness. Help us to walk with you in strength and power in the midst of all of that. Help us to keep shorts accountable with our sin. Uh, Lord, we need your help in that. So we're asking for that today. 
It's in your name, Father, I pray. Amen. Thank you for joining us for Let's Talk. May God be the God of your strength and comfort and mercy and truth today and that you will lean on him and learn from him and and, uh, that your lifestyle will be different. So God bless you. Thank you for joining us. Have a great day.